This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to iGen Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Well, howdy, Scoop Partners. <laughs> Justin Davis. <laughs> Scoop. And Mark Medina is here. I'm not even going to try to follow that up. That was good. You're supposed to work on your catchphrase. No. Is, you've had no. weeks now. My, my catchphrase is just to make fun of everybody else's catchphrases. That's why I go last, so I can hear them. Well, but when you have as good one as Sam does, it's impossible to make fun of it. It's true. <laughs> uh... We've got a great show for this week. We'll be sharing, in a little bit later, we'll be sharing some more of our adventures in, in <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom, week two down. But first, let's begin with that big PlayStation showcase that went down yesterday from when this was being recorded. Uh, I've crunched some numbers. I've got some numbers to share here, so when we Ooh. dig into this thing. So uh, the whole thing lasted about an hour and 12 minutes. I believe, by my count, 34 games were shown, and I'm including wow. the Metal Gear Solid collection that was announced as, a, as its own separate game. So 34 games, that comes out to about a new game about every 2.1 minutes. Of course, they didn't all get the same amount of screen <laughs> you time. You did crunch the numbers. This is I awesome. Told you. <laughs> now, exclusives. How many exclusives were shown? And I'm first, well, you know, we have to play fair. So I'm going to include all exclusives, including console exclusives. Because on Xbox... Yeah. There's no just purely Xbox exclusive because they all go to Mm -hmm. PC. So Mm -hmm. here's everything. I count um, uh, 19 out of the 34 games shown. I think 19 were at least a console exclusive, including Spider-Man 2. I'm counting Project Q, the hardware in there. Um, Okay, that's more than half. Final Fantasy 16, Fair Games, Foam Stars, Phantom Blade Zero, Helldivers 2, Sword of the Sea, Towers of Agazba, Revenant Hill, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, Ultros, Mm -hmm. Tower of Fantasy, Crossfire, Sierra Squad, getting into the VR stuff. Arizona Sunshine 2, Synapse, Beat Saber, Resident Evil 4, PSVR 2, Concord, 
in Concord. That's it. So those are the 19 that count that are at least console exclusives, 56% of what was shown off. Nice. Wow. At, All right. at least a console exclusive. But what about true exclusives? True exclusives that you cannot play unless you own a PlayStation. That would be Spider-Man 2, Project Q, Final Fantasy 16 for now, Foam Stars, Although if you can play it on PS4, but it's PS4, PS5 exclusive. Mm. Phantom Blade Zero, which is a little bit of a strange case. We'll get into that too a little bit. Right now, only announced for PS5. Okay. RE4 VR. Revenant Hill, although it's the follow-up to Night in the Woods, and the Night in the Woods is multi-platform, so I wouldn't at all be surprised if eventually that goes cross-platform. Then Crossfire and Synapse are both PSVR 2 only VR games, I believe. So that comes out to 26% of the games shown were true exclusives. Okay. Uh, how many of the games shown were original titles, not a remake or a sequel or a spinoff? I count uh, about <clears throat> 20, 10 games, so 20%. That's a lot. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Then when we come down to genres, I think the, the largest uh, genre shown, action-adventure, it's kind of a little bit of a catch-all, but I think action-adventure mm-hmm. games make up about 34% of the games shown. 12 games, pure action games, two of them. So that's 6%. I think there's one adventure game, and I said Sword of the Sea uh, from the Journey devs, because it's like, I don't know, it seems like you're like exploring a desert and not doing much combat, so I just called oh, that yeah. adventure. That's the snowboarding just, one? Yeah, you're just zip-zopping yeah. around. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, uh, I call that one Journey Hawk. <laughs> I think there was one action RPG in Final Fantasy 16. But then, this is, what, this is what's interesting. Uh, I think 15% of the games shown were multiplayer shooters. Only multiplayer shooters. And then another 15% were VR games. So 30% of games are either multiplayer-only shooters and VR. And that's just an area that traditionally Sony's not really known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was exactly I don't one even game. think they know they have a VR unit out. Well, <laughs> yeah, been, Resident Evil 4 VR, it's exclusive to PSVR 2, right, for, for now. Mm. That's cool. There was we're one game off. I didn't know what genre to, to put it in. That's Revenant Hill, the follow-up to Night in the Woods. Yeah, that might be adventure too. Like story adventure? That's what Nine of the Woods is. Yeah, I can't tell though because can't see if that that cat talks, right? It looks like I mean, it looks like the same cat. But then again, I didn't play Nine of the Woods. No, it's the cat in Nine of the Woods is anthropomorphic. This cat's just a cat. Okay. So when you look at the numbers, you know, in terms of like how many uh, exclusives were shown, that's all. That all seems fine. They're just I, for me. There wasn't a lot that I was super excited about. I know a lot of people are talking about like, what? Where's Wolverine? Spider-Man Two looks really, really cool, but that's a pretty known quantity. That's going to sell twenty million copies. It would have sold twenty million copies if it weren't in the showcase. Mm-hmm. I was surprised they showed Spider-Man Two for that long and then didn't give us a release date. Yeah, yeah. it's weird that they still just said fall. Yeah, yeah. My gut was, well, they they we still don't know Starfield's release date, so maybe they're like kind of waiting for them to go. No, first. We do. But we do know Starfield's <laughs> release date, so. Yeah, I talk my I talk myself out of uh, showing my naivety. Except for I, I think I think that we'll all like Dragon's Dogma. I just didn't play the first one, but the people on our staff that like that game that are talking about it are, are make me feel like it's like basically going to be like skipping The Witcher one and two, but then playing The Witcher three. Like it looks like it's that big of a leap, which mm. sounds great yeah. to me. I think so. Like that's a, that's Dragon's Dogma has been like an eternally backlogged game for me, and you know will be until the day I die. So well, that's um, like it, it's Skyrim like, right? right? It's three sixty. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a sleeper hit. The only time I played it was on an IGN like day one live stream back when yeah. we would live stream a game for like yeah. four hours. Yeah. So I played like four hours of it, and I liked it, but that's all I ever played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
We, I like um, just the press conference. How, what, how many games per minute was it, Damon? Or get, two point one, whatever the two point one games a minute. Oh, I'm sorry, a new game yeah. every two point one minutes. Sorry, yeah. and like to me, I chalk that up to like E3 press. You know that like Sony marketing department, like whoever puts on this event. Like they had a conversation about like, do we want to have developers come out and like, mm-hmm. you know, our, our new game Sword of Amaranth is using all the teraflops of the PlayStation Five to make, and it's like you don't need you don't need any of that. Just like yeah. show off your game. Just like you know, it's like these games speak for themselves. Or if you construct your trailer, it does the right way. And all anybody wants to see is the gameplay anyway. So it's like, how much time did we? If a million people watched this press conference, and it would have been an hour longer. So we saved. A million collective human hours mm-hmm. by not having these developers walk out and talk about their game for five minutes before showing off their six, 60 second gameplay trailer. Well, so okay. I loved, so I, I, loved agree, the pace I agree it. with that. I agree with that. But I think that the, the conference did lack context. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell any rhyme or reason to when they showed the trailers. So what yeah. I do like is when they say things like uh, the next five trailers are games that are going to be out before September. Like that yeah. is absolutely fine for, for me to have that context or mm. even better. Sometimes they stack maybe their big stuff at the end, or maybe they say like, here's some awesome indies. Like, I don't know if I, I didn't like the jumble. I, I kept them being like, like the first five games. I was like, what is, what is happening here? Like this, I have no idea what these games are and they didn't matter to me. And then all of a sudden it's metal gear. What? Yeah. Like that was strange. And then five ground. games I never cared about. Like again, like I just like, I didn't like that. So, like, I I think it would help the games to add the context yeah. of just, like, these next games are this and this and this. I do uh, agree. Yeah. I, I agree like, that it's like, you know, here's five originals and here's five mm-hmm. beloved sequels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I agree. I, I think they internally group them together. And that's when every time, because they've been doing this in the showcases for, for a while now where it's like there'll be like a pause and it'll show like a little bit of a graphic or something like that. Yeah. I think internally that's them being like, we're now leaving that section and going to the next section, but they don't explain mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. So for the most part, that's just a guess that that's actually what that is. What else and would those also, breaks be for? I completely agree. And that's also, this is a little bit inside baseball, but that's probably like, like they gave themselves the flexibility of like Jim Ryan or whomever could go out and talk at those section breaks and be like, you know, is that PlayStation? We have a legacy of blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, they just, they structure it in such a way that it's like piecemeal, right? They can choose how they want to put it together. And, and um, I don't want to misconstrue that. Like I a hundred percent know that somebody behind the scenes said, listen, people yeah. say all the time, just show us the game or show us the gameplay. Yeah. They don't mean show us the trailer, by the way, even though some of those are cool, people want to see the gameplay. Right. So that's great. Like, I think this is the right direction, but like, I, I was just a little baffled during some of it uh, as to like wh- what, what I was seeing and like why I was seeing it. Um, and I really like, like, by the end of it, getting a sense of, like, what's out this year, too, which was, like, which we, we put, put that together. But it was hard to, you know, like, kind of <clears throat> ascertain what that was. But, like, we did yeah. get, like, some two October games. We got Assassin's Creed and Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Like, we, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's cool. We know, we know there's October games now. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah. I wish, yeah, I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, not, no, I wish we got more gameplay. It was a lot yeah. of, like, cinematic yeah. trailers, which are good, yeah. you know. It's like that's the pattern that games follow is like you have a cinematic trailer first and a gameplay trailer second, and then your game comes out. So it's like for announcing new products, I understand, but it's still like it felt a little out of balance. I think what, there's like a there's like a level of game that that t- for me to care about a cinematic trailer. So they showed what is it called? Concord. 
Is that what it's called? Or, yeah. No. Yes. Yep, that, that's one of the multiplayer games. Um, <clears throat> maybe that's not. Which is the one that looked like Atari Rainbow style? Oh, they didn't Ultras? actually show it. Ultros. Ultros. That was. Um, no, no, no. I'm just talking about. I think I'm talking about Concord. But whatever the case, it's it, they showed like a, a teaser trailer that didn't show anything about the game, and it was gorgeous. And I have no idea what that was, but like that's not the type of game you tease. Like I, I will watch teasers all day of Wonder Woman and Wolverine. And, you know, I don't know, Elder Elder Scrolls, you know, like those games like tease them. That's awesome. Like, let me see that Metal Gear totally made sense for. I really liked our breakdown of that trailer, by the way. There's a lot more going on. I made fun of that trailer the first time I saw it. And then I read about it. And I was like, oh, there's a lot in here. So, like, that's great. But, like, when you get down to the level of, like, this is like a game from a company I've never heard of. I'm not following it or anything. Like, I don't need to watch a minute long trailer that just shows me the inside of a spaceship. Like. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, they they showed several new things from studios that PlayStation has acquired in recent mm. years. Concord is one of them, and then Fair Games Mar- is another one from Haven, which is Jade Raymond's new studio. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they um, showed Marathon, but they didn't yep. show like what it was. So if you don't know yeah. what Marathon is, like, well, and they also that's nothing. <laughs> Ma- Marathon, it's not because I was like, oh shit, Marathon, like Bungie's <laughs> making a new like single player FPS, but it's not. I like, know it's, it's multiplayer, like. That's I was hoping it'd be like the Halo, you know, follow up that we've mm-hmm. kind of wanted for Bungie. Yeah, yeah. So the new the new trend in games clearly is you know this PvPVE like these exfiltration games, right? Yeah. Like go in with a squad and get your stuff, and you can be killed at any time, and then get out. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know it's how the many Tarkov games. Tarkov pattern. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Tarkov, you know, is this sort of sleeper. I mean, you know, not a sleeper at this point, but like, you know, this monster of a game. And it's clearly the new sort of like genre du jour. I mean, it's the hot thing in games now. Like it's officially like the story of Sony's conference. And like, you know, I don't I, I like you have Dark and Darker coming out, which is not a shooter, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Marathon, you know, Marauders, you know, Hawked. Like there's so many of these games out there now. Um and, you know, I don't know, like I'm waiting for the one to sort of come along and hook me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of the appeal is they're just as much fun to watch as they are to play, which, you know, is like a very streamer friendly. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Sony Sony has said that they're working on something like 10 live service games. And here in, in this showcase, 15 percent of what they showed were live service multiplayer shooter. games. Yeah. When they started with the Haven game, I was like, OK, this is going to be. This is this is that new direction for sure. I was a little this that, that I didn't put the Jade Raymond connection together. That's mm-hmm. that's a little a bit of a bummer because I she's agree. A, a very well known for amazing single player experiences. Exactly, exactly. Is, I mean, it may be a, a really cool community shooter game, but it's community shooter game, and like, yeah. it, it kind of looks like other community shooter games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in a case, little Overwatchy. It's a little Fortnite. In case anyone. Didn't know she had a heavy hand in Assassin's Creed one and two, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Watch Dogs, Far Cry Four. So, yeah, those are big single yeah. player creds. So yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do we think about Foam Stars? No, <laughs> it's Splatoon. No, no, it's foamy Splatoon. It's foamy Splatoon. Yeah. It's so it's so blatantly Splatoon that yeah. like I don't I don't even yeah, have even it, some of actually. the moves look like Splatoon moves. Yeah. Mm. I don't. I wonder who, so Splatoon is fulfilling a specific niche for Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. slightly older Nintendo fans that like 
you know, like, like tweens, right. That like, aren't, they're not, well, I mean, there's a million tweens playing call of duty, but they shouldn't be right. So it's like (laughs) before, before you're ready to move on to call of duty. Yeah. Before you play Fortnite and call of duty, play Splatoon for a few years. And like, it occupies a space for, and it does so for Nintendo and the switch specifically that like, you know, I don't know, I guess other consoles deserve to have their version of that, but like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be sort of like ticking the same box, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you you can do that, Jean. You can get that audience without in, in a shooter without spraying goop. You know, you can do it another way. <laughs> yeah, I, I did maybe like, it's really it good. To be, I don't know. It looked yeah. intre- like the, it was volumetric, like they were climbing on it and like mm-hmm. walking on it. And just from like a like a you know like a tech standpoint, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. neat. But like, yeah. you know, I don't know, not for me. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by Nord VPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah. And then Phantom Blade Zero looked cool. Uh, it looks like it could possibly be another, you know, sort of martial arts themed Dark Souls like yeah. game. Looks very cinematic, but it's like the developer is such an unknown quantity. Uh, the developer, so the 
he says the journey began. It's like mostly one guy in China. Journey began with a game called Rainblood Town of Death, an indie game I made back in 2010. Rainblood grew into a franchise that would later become Phantom Blade, but most of these titles were for smartphones and never released outside of China. Hmm. Now allow me to introduce Phantom Blade Zero, the spiritual rebirth of the original Rainblood and the game we always wanted to make. It says it unfolds in a semi-open world consisting of multiple large maps. Yeah. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. What, cool. I don't know what to make it. This is a Mitchell Saltzman game. It looks yeah. good. I think it looks. Cool. I mean, I, I wonder. I'm asking this question genuinely. Like, I want to. I want to explore the answer now. It's like I don't. I don't know what the state of the next gen or current gen consoles are in China. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just. I how many PlayStation Fives are there? Like, yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't. How are they distributed? Like, I don't. I'm curious. I'd be curious to learn more about that. My my main takeaway when I was seeing that trailer was there was so many, especially during the 360 area, 360 era. There were so many games that people described as like those gr- those gray and brown games, yeah. and then everything's gotten really colorful. And I was like, oh, we're like coming full circle. We're, we're the return of the gray and brown games. But I don't know. I think the game looks all right. It looks cool. It looks like parrying is going to be really hard in that game. <laughs> well, I think he said since they have so much uh, experience with simple controls on a touchscreen that they're aiming to make the controls very simple to pull off on PS five. We'll see. All right. We should talk about Metal Gear Solid Delta. This is the hill I'm going to die on is who the heck is making this game. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's the hill I'm going to die on. Who is making this game? The ghost of Hideo Kojima. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) Hey, did you see the screenshots? They look, they look a lot. They show you a lot more than what the teaser does. Uh, aren't they just like environmental though? Not all of them. No, I mean, it's, showing, an it's, showing, it's showing it's showing levels instead of uh, a cinematic. Instead of ants. I never played yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3. I would love to play. You know, Me neither. Modern, I'd love to play a modern rematching of it. But like, I've played the first three hours several times. <clears throat> the bar has been set so high with remakes now with Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space to a lesser degree. Resident Konami it has not shipped a AAA video game since 2018, and it was Metal Gear Survive. It's like who's is it? That is it the Metal Gear Survive team? AAA because loosely there. That doesn't fill me with confidence. All no. the all of their Castlevania anniversary collections, the Calabunga collection, they farm all that stuff out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> unless Konami has been like quietly hiring to build up a big AAA video game team, well, I just think we don't know the third party studio that did this game. I don't know why. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah, because yeah. it just says exactly. Konami. Yeah. And there was a there was a message from the development team posted on Melior website and it's just signed development team. <laughs> okay. That's funny. That's so funny. It's it's like they're, you know, cuz Kojima used to be really mysterious about like, you know, when Silent Hills got announced and stuff like that. And so it's like it's almost like they're trying to keep that mystery going, but that that mystery is kind of associated with Kojima. So it's just it's just coming off as a little odd that they're refusing yeah. to say who's making this game. Yeah. Original voice cast. Yeah. Yeah, but having not having played the original doesn't mean too much to me. But oh, it's uh, the, very, the, it's the very only funny Metal Gear dialogue. I've played is the Kiefer Sutherland one. So yeah, me too. To I mean, me, it's like I okay. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Three is a great candidate. Like I never even really thought about it that much until I started seeing these rumors. It's such a perfect candidate for a game to remake because it was so ahead of its time. And like you know, a lot of people think it's their favorite Metal Gear game. I I, I don't think so. I think its ideas were just like not ready for prime time and not really able to be done to their full degree on the PS2. And so like, you know, a solid snake sneaking around a jungle and a real emphasis mm-hmm. on like it, camo systems and stealth. Like it's a, it, like if they do it right and pull it off, like it has, it's just, 
it's like it's up there with Resident Evil 4 as like the most perfect game to be remade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone on in the IGN comments had pointed out that they should have just named it Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, Snake Eater, taking out the three because it takes place the first uh, um, canonically, right? Chronologically. Wait, I thought the logo did take out the three. It's just Metal Gear well, Delta Snake. Yeah, just maybe you just didn't need the Deltas all because I mean the Delta has cut, has been a point of mild confusion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Nobody Metal Gear. That means solid triangle. Yeah, did they say yeah. that's out this year? I don't think they said. It doesn't okay. say. The collection is though. The collection oh, is yeah. Okay, that's out this year. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird because now you have the original Metal Gear Solid Three, and then the remake. Mm-hmm. Um. There were a couple of games included that I, I feel like they probably just di- they didn't need to be included in the showcase. Final Fantasy 16 and Street Fighter 6. We've been, had a big state of play on Final Fantasy 16. Street Fighter 6, we've covered a lot. They're both out in a few weeks. You know, maybe just that time could have been taken up by Wolverine. Yeah. Launch trailers. Yeah. And they probably could have taken the movie trailer out too, but whatever. <laughs> what do we oh, think? Yeah, of- Gran-, Gran Turismo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That didn't do much for me either. Uh, what do we think about Assassin's Creed Mirage? Because I generally like Assassin's Creed game, but yeah. I'm not seeing anything particularly interesting or exciting about that one. I'm, you know, okay. So here's here's the big debate right now is that it's not even a debate. It's just that a bunch of people want the classic Assassin's Creed sneak sneak around stealth. You know, kills are difficult. You need to overthink them. There might be requirements in like a you know a tight environment like that. That is now a desire. For people, and I frankly am shocked what they want because they've had the most successful Assassin's Creed ever by yeah. making basically The Witcher Three, right? Yeah. Like, wh- yeah. Why? Like, that's great. I'm happy a bunch of people are going to get what they want here, and maybe it's a smaller, more focused game. They can like get it out faster. But like after Valhalla, like yeah. it seems like a step backwards. If, if there's one company we can rely on to make big, beautiful open world games that are pretty fun to play. Like that's kind of stinks that we're not getting that, get that game again. I, <laughs> I think whatever. it's a, I think it's a couple weird things because it's like, this game is going to be smaller. They've already said it's like 12, 15 hours, which is, I don't know. That's music to my ears after Valhalla. But, uh, you know, they also have like a slew of Assassin's Creed games coming out with hex and and red and yeah all that stuff. those so might I be get, part of a, a, a community-based system yeah that, well they're, they're that, all connected that, that like umbrella of assassin's yeah. creed games but then it's also I mean, that doesn't sound like, like valhalla either right or odyssey no none of those all sound like really small kind of things but then it's strange because ubisoft is like they i think it was a few weeks ago where they were like we are doubling down on assassin's creed because it's yeah. the only thing that makes us money anymore and <laughs> I mean, Mirage is like super popular. Like as far as like we're looking at our numbers on like what was hitting in Mirage has dwarfed everything else from that showcase, even Spider-Man. But that's because we'd already seen Spider-Man before. I mean, uh, I, but like, I I don't know. We don't, we we don't know enough. We don't we don't we don't know how action oriented or stealth oriented the gameplay is, right? Because the trailer showed us both. So you know, like, mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> what we do know, and like I'm particularly very excited about, is that it's back to being an urban environment. And or at least again, that's what they showed off in the trailer was just like one big city. And if the game is actually that, like I, I just thought Valhalla was like a complete failure of um, not a so video game. Big. Like it was, it was a very competent video game, but it had absolutely no sense of identity or what it was. It was just a mishmash of weird random shit. And like, I just didn't yeah. like, you know, so for, for Mirage to be 
a little bit more focus. And I, and I actually, by the way, don't believe the 12 to 15 hour thing. I still think it's going to have a million side things in it and a map mm-hmm. with just points of interest <laughs> vomited all over it. But like <laughs> being like a tighter, more urban space and in a city to me, that kind of like defines the, the essence of Assassin's Creed. And, and so I'm excited for that. Yeah. I just wish they had a fantasy open world series that could go alongside yeah, Assassin's Creed then, because yeah, like it's, we do, we're, we're looking at a, a lack of fantasy open world games coming out, uh, at least in the really well, near future. Good thing you have one that you can play for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, that's very it, true. It, Assassin's Creed is just, yeah, it's two different games, right? Syndicate was the last of the mm-hmm. old ones. Origins was the start of the new ones. So then it's like, yeah, the brand itself kind of loses a little bit of a, its identity. Cause like when you compare syndicate to origins, they, they couldn't be more different games. Like they're yeah. just completely different games. But, I, but I, Ubisoft has compared this to the size of syndicate already. Right. Because different. this is more comparable to syndicate. Like you can, I just think it's funny. I mean, again, like my, my whole thing here is like, they're getting nines for these games. Like really, this is, this is your plan. Like I'm glad it's like, maybe it is, it, it's, it's because of overwhelming feedback. And if that's the yeah. case, then that'll work. But like the Assassin's Creed series was suffering before it hit Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. Like origins yeah. was a step up, but like well, people flipped <clears throat> out over Odyssey. Well, to be fair, a lot of people say origins is their favorite. I prefer Odyssey. Or, or, but a lot of and, people yeah, like yeah, I guess people origins do like origins favorite. a lot too. It is kind of the yeah. scoop crew likes Odyssey more by and large, except for you, Mark, but like except Odyssey, for me. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> No, like I just like, but acknowledging that, like maybe we're slightly in the minority. I don't see how Odyssey is like one of the most yeah. beautiful games ever. I love Odyssey. Like, so much. Odyssey well, is just so long, and then and which yeah. is like not necessarily a bad thing. And I and I remember thinking like this is a little too long in my opinion. I thought Origins was perfect, and then and then Valhalla was just like you thought oh. Odyssey was long. <laughs> yeah, and then people our prologue get, is as long as Odyssey. People do get bang for their buck with these games, and then you got to remember too that like four was also like a big open world cool ship game and and that's yeah. like also a beloved one too i i think that's probably still my favorite yeah or is great I, I i agree with sam i love the the open world like sort of fit light fantasy games yeah. but like i love uh, odyssey so much but it could be completely divorced from assassin's creed to me yeah and i would, I would yep. still it love something it something else but mm-hmm. ubisoft can't afford to like a game mm-hmm. you know to spend that much on that game and spend so much time without it having assassin's creed in the name you know well and that's kind of what i mean is that it's like it, assassin's creed the name is like it's split between these two different genres and if they were just brave enough to call those three games something else they yeah. could have had a hit series on their hands of these witcher like open world rpgs so then now we're seeing this split between people not wanting Mirage because you're like, this isn't Assassin's Creed to me anymore. Yeah. The open world is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Not that they're uh, not open world. They all are. But you know what I mean. Sorry. I have, to, I have to break for one second. Sorry. I was trying okay. to wait for a gap in the combo. I'll be right back. Okay. Bye, Jess. No we, we, we can continue. We're going to talk about Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah, I want to hear what Mark thinks about Spider-Man 2. Yeah, uh, I think it looks awesome. Uh, th- so the first part was really, really cool. And then they kind of lost me towards the end. So when when he switches to Miles and he does that big slingshot and then it, oh, for, yeah, the first that, part that is in the jungle, jungle, Mark. OK, <laughs> got to start in the jungle. The jungle. I wasn't even convinced that was Spider-Man at first. I was like, <laughs> I, I was talking to you, Sam, and I was like, what even is this? I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was X-Men or, you know, uh, Wolverine. <laughs> 
yeah. then they're like, because, you know, I don't know. Sabretooth Origins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so then I was like, okay. So this part was fine. Anyway, so when you actually get to Spider-Man, that part was cool. They lost me when he started, like, skiing on the water. And it became this, like, on-rails QTE looks kind very, of game. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, you're losing me with this. So hopefully yeah. that is very un- It's like Uncharted, right? Used. But overall, yeah. the game looks awesome. Or like, you know, the sled, the dog sled moments in God of War Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. I can't believe they're going full Venom backstory in this. I didn't realize they were going to do... Black suit Spider Man. Yeah, black suit. Yeah. You know, probably awesome. like a big bell, Eddie Brock. I, I hope reporter. that's not. Like, what's going to happen overly with this? in it though? Because I, I don't know. I don't really like mean Yuri Lowenthal. Like <laughs> where he's just that, like, no, go and oh. do it. Yeah, you know, Peter oh, Parker. That's like, what, I don't, is that I don't supposed like to be? Mean. It's Peter's voice being influenced by Venom, but maybe Venom's <laughs> not a separate character yet. Yeah, yeah. That's well. It's exactly what you're saying. So this yeah. is yeah. He becomes black suit Spider Man. It's just Spider Man three. So he's just going to be mean <laughs> Peter Parker because he's mean to Miles because okay. Miles. I hope it's more to Todd him. McFarlane, you know, coming out of the what is it? The Secret War? No, there's like, going to be a dance Spider-Man. Not, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I want to be Spider-Man 3. <laughs> but then, yeah, because we know that Venom is a character, right? So because we already know that there's a voice actor. He was shown in the original trailer. So yeah. this is we're seeing the first part of and then we'll mm. see mean Spider-Man and then they'll eventually split and then they'll they'll. uh and then they'll have to take down Venom. Do you think you can? It's s- weird to have like somebody like Miles being like a calm head during that part of Spider-Man because like it's obvious that Spider-Man has a giant space alien spider that's taken him over, <laughs> and it's like that's probably not a good thing. And Miles is like, "Does he sound different?" You know, or his friends like, "Does he sound different?" Like, yeah, a little bit. Like, it's just yeah. weird because like normally like that oh, story yeah. is kind of like a solitary Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. It's like. He makes a bad decision. He's like a young kid and like, I don't know, maybe he talks to Mary Jane about it or something, but otherwise he just has to kind of like figure stuff out. But like with miles there, miles should be like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't wear that goop suit, man. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, Do you think you can switch between Spider-Man and miles like at will like GTA five? GTA. Yeah. I I think you will be able to like, this was a mission, right? So in the, in this mission, they're going to tell you like, cause we saw the prompt, right. And it says now switch to miles. And I think it's going to be like GTA, right? When you do a heist or whatever, it has it'll do the like boom, and you have to switch your character. I think I think that's the inspiration for this. But I think once you're in the open world, I th- I think you'll be able to kind of choose who you want to play as. At least I hope. Here, here's why I'm not sure. The this is from the PlayStation blog. They say you'll seamlessly switch between both Spider Man, but between both Spider Men across a mm-hmm. variety of story moments. In Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Ah, that is a little bit. So right? it's That's like, not, is it yeah, mostly Spider-Man and then during like scripted yeah. bits, you like zip zop into Miles? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do yeah. we know? It, could go, like, I it could go day by day. I think Spider-Man already does that with day night, right? So it's like yeah. after you finish the mission, if it's night, it stays night until the next, the next mission. So you might like mm-hmm. stay that Spidey until the next thing, which like constricts the amount of time between things I, I i can't remember it, it would make me by? it would make yeah. me not want to do a mission because i'd be like well i'm miles right now so i want to stay as miles so i'm just not gonna yeah. i'm gonna do all my open worlds i it's that's yeah it's weird i mean it is cool that the mm-hmm. game is very clearly and directly like a sequel to both spider-man games mm-hmm. right like i, I yeah. guess i don't know what i expected like clearly that makes sense in hindsight but like you know at least in what they put forward yesterday or you know at the show this week like um it's very Miles Morales heavy and Peter Parker heavy, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's cooler than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I um, 
Go ahead. Uh, I just think, you know, we were talking about fantasy RPGs, like every single game on earth was a fantasy RPG and now suddenly they're gone. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I also feel that way about the gameplay in Spider-Man. Like it seems a little bit old, um, but not like, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just like, like, like Spider-Man, like every game was like an open world game with like this brawling combat. And that's what video games were for like <laughs> a good, like five to 10 years. But then like, just as suddenly as they were here, like they're kind of gone. Like there's mm-hmm. not, if you want that particular gameplay, itch scratched. Like I, there's kind of like nothing uh, coming the, out. It's like the dark that. souls influence, right? Like yeah. you, when you play uh, star Wars, it's like, well, that yeah. could have been easily that kind of Batman, you kind of glue and stick to enemies and bounce around yep. between them. Spider-Man type thing. But no, it's not, it's more like a, it's more like a dark souls type. Yeah. And, and so I think it's become like, it's not, it's not like old enough. It's not far enough in the rear view mirror that it's like old school or anything like that, but it's just, it's a little bit out of fashion. Um, but like, but I think that that's, that's fine because, you know, it's just glad that that's still being serviced by such a big AAA game. And then, you know, then other people have other stuff if they want to play. It's, it. Remember in five years before that, it was cover based shooters. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the surprises, maybe letdowns for me is that we didn't get a, a release date for Spider-Man two. And then yeah. we didn't get, you know, I always like to get just a tease of something that's a bit further off. We're still in this sort of weird time. We're coming out of God of War Ragnarok coming into 2023. Sony hasn't released any big first party, uh, you know, studio exclusive. They have Spider-Man two, but we still don't know exactly when. So it would have been nice to see Wolverine. And then, but then also there's this Last of Us multiplayer game supposedly coming yeah. at some point. Yeah, what's going on with like, that? When Last of Us Part 2 was 2020, right? Here, like this, here's, it's been three years. Here's what I think. I, so I was surprised that there was a showcase at all, right? I thought <laughs> for sure the closer we got to Summer Game Fest that, <laughs> uh, that that would be the Sony showcase. So then when they were like, never mind, there's a Sony showcase. And then it wasn't that great. My My bet is that we'll see factions and death stranding too, like these things that we missed mm. out of the showcase at jeff's summer game Fest. i i think he's got those on lock which well, makes yeah. me still just kind of curious why they went ahead and did a playstation showcase because I, I looked up some of the older playstation showcases and like one was the console reveal and yeah. spider-man miles morales and horizon forbidden west all in one showcase <clears throat> another one was wolverine and they yeah. showed like ghostwire tokyo before kotor was in there yeah, Kotor. You know, hindsight, you look at some of these and you're like, all right, some of these didn't pan out, but like they were exciting at the time. They were super exciting. (laughs) And so for this showcase, it was a bummer that Metal Gear leaked because to me, that's that's not the showcase's fault that like something leaks, and so you then you're not surprised. And I know that there's a lot of people surprised for that game or like very excited for that game, but like, yeah, I don't know. I I think that those things are like a week out. I think we'll see them at Summer Game Fest. Yeah. yeah, there may have been some jockeying of like what made it like what made it on to summer. Like maybe this is maybe this was a mix of Sony's absolute biggest stuff and then the stuff that didn't make it into Summer Games Fest yeah. and like toss it into our own direct. Yeah. I mean, Death Stranding 2 was at was it was it either Game Awards or last summer at Summer Game Fest, right? Uh I think I it's Game Awards. Yeah. And then last summer little... they had they talked at least about the Last of Us multiplayer game. That leaked ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, well, the, and that was Summer Game Fest. They haven't had a yeah. showcase since since 2021. There's a there's an art to constructing one of these events, and like they ended on their big game Spider Man. So it's like you know they obviously understood what they were doing there, but like having like a final 
like like you know i don't like uncharted will return or like something some final moment to like, I, close I thought on. they were gonna do ghost of tsushima too yeah like something like yeah, that i mean of, yeah like, it's been three years since that too even if it's just like you know some 15 second thing just so that people close out the show yep. on like you know, on a bigger moment. What yeah. what I found weird though was was the Jim Ryan return right before Spider Man, <laughs> and it's like, hey, by the way, real quick, here's some hardware that you're probably that you probably don't care about. Like, here's some yeah. headphones. You already have PS Five headphones, but here's some other ones. And then here's a handheld with like, I mean, in my opinion, it's one of the comfiest looking handhelds I've ever seen. But I'm not gonna buy a remote play handheld. So they and were like, says, "Here's some garbage, real quick." And then, okay, here's Spider Man. <laughs> he says, "We're all about uh, we're all about innovation," uh, but I don't really see what's <laughs> innovative they, about this. They split a dual sense in half and put it on a phone. <laughs> we did not even that. a phone. <laughs> or well, yeah, like a screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that well, that handheld looks comfy though. Like yeah, it it's just comfy. a controller. It looks comfortable. But I just don't care about cloud gaming. So. We'll see what it costs. Like, I, I mean, that I, it all comes down to cost. If if the cost yeah. is low enough, sure. Because yeah, re- recently I've gotten I've been reminded how nice it is to lie in bed and play Zelda. Yeah, and I haven't yeah. done that in a long time, so sure. If I you know, <laughs> sure if I just have that option to play something on my PS5 lying in bed, sure, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay, that's the PlayStation Showcase. You know, and, and unless I sound too down, it was still very you know. I, it's very fun and Damon, exciting. Were you into Alan Wake too? I thought that was kind of a surprise that it oh, would yeah. be out this fall. Yeah, um, I'm, I like I like that first Alan Wake a lot. I just think it's weird. They announced their release date, October 17th, which is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The previous week has a Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Don't. Why didn't they do it then? They didn't have you to check. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> what do you guys think about the news that it's, uh, it's going to be digital only? Does that, like in your mind, does that make it seem less prestige, less AAA? I, yes, I love I their reasoning be a for trend. it. I don't think that's going to be something that's a one-off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's the start of a, of a glorious trend. They're basically saying this can't ship on a disc and we don't want to waste the plastic and manufacturing costs to ship you a disc for a game you're going to have to download anyways. I love it. I'm, I'm into it. I mean, you I download it. all my games. I don't buy hardly any retail games. I just think like, you know, I think the best-selling games every year are available at Target and Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And they're also not available in places that have, you know, no broadband. Right. Yeah. I guess, I guess most of the world. Right. But, but Mm -hmm. what they're saying is, is, is it's, that's, they're not causing an issue by not shipping a physical release. They're saying the physical release is going, you're going to have to download it anyways. So we're just skipping that part entirely. I think Jedi survivor was the same way. Even if you get the disc, you still have to basically download the entire game. You yeah. can't yeah, play 155 so, gigs. And so they're saying, so we're not even going to bother shipping you a disc. So I guess the only thing, yeah, they are risking is like shelf space. I mean, and that's a real thing though, right? Like that's, that's what, so Damon's prompt question was like, does it make it seem less prestigious? Like I completely agree with you, Mark. We're like, I think it's the responsible and good thing to do of like, you're gonna have to download it anyway. So just save, you know, save the plastic. But yeah, the, from a, pers- per, from a the per- perspective of like, how prestigious does it seem like mm-hmm. absolutely it matters that like that logo is not going to be in, you know, 10,000 GameStop stores across the nation now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it also is bad for, you know, as I mentioned, broadband uh, lacking consumers that makes it yeah. really tough for people that have to pay a lot for big downloads. Like sometimes like you have a cap that's like, you mm-hmm. know, a hundred gigabytes a month or something. That's going to be a significant portion of that. Yeah. Um, but also it takes away trade in value from you. Right. So it's like, 
a lot of people depend on trade-in value. Like that's just the, the, the state of things and that that's not correctable digitally. So I think that's why people are mad about it. And mm-hmm. I, I think they, you know, that that's, that that's a thing that that's worth bringing up, but um, you know, I, I, there's good points on all sides of this, the environmental part of this alone, yeah. not shipping and making plastic things is like, it's pretty great. I mean, I, I think there's a future there, but it'd be nice if they, if it really brought down the cost of the game. So people, would feel a little bit better about the uh, the buyback part of it and uh, the broadband part of it. Of course, there are several companies today like Limited Run Games that specialize in creating yeah, it physical, physical editions, right? right? So sometime mm-hmm. down the road, maybe they could do that. I used yeah, to game have, of the year edition. Mm-hmm. I used to have an internet cap. And then when we went remote, I got to my internet cap <laughs> in three days. And I was oh, like, yeah. all right. I've yeah, it's, it's you, don't, you don't realize how, how much happens. bandwidth you actually like use being on the video oh, yeah. team. And I was like, well, nope, that's that's not a thing. Okay, let's share some of our uh, tales from Tears of the Kingdom. And Mark, we haven't yeah, had you on the show since the game yeah. came out. I hear that you just, you it's the worst game you've ever played. You it's, hate it. It's just not good. And <laughs> everyone who said, no, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> no, they, I was talking with Justin before the show. I didn't expect this game to shoot up to becoming like one of my favorite games of all time. But I really, truly believe it is one of the best games ever made. It is so good. A game hasn't had its hooks into me like this in a really, really long time. I got it. I played all weekend. And then the, you know, the Sunday sad kicked in. I'm like, ah, I got to go to work tomorrow. And I was like, oh, wait, my job is to just, you know, make content for this game that I love. And so I, I you know, being on the wiki team, I, I make content all day and then I finish work. I eat dinner and then I play Zelda all night. And I've been doing it for however, however long the game's been out. It's been I conducive it. to game health because like we, we play ahead on our saves at night and then we can do stuff during the day for work because we all, we all have different jobs that may not be pushing yeah. the main story forward. Mm-hmm. So it's been pretty fun to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it is so good. And, and that saying that as someone who liked breath of the wild enough, Never beat it. Well, so what Tears of the Kingdom then, rules. <laughs> what what do you think are the key differences then in your in your mind? I think I think it's the building, right? Like yeah. I think being able to just like walk up to somewhere and the game's like here's a here's a glider and some fans. You don't have to use them, but you can if you want. Yeah. And then me just being like, actually, I'm gonna use. It. Okay. So let me just. I don't want to spoil bosses, but I was fighting a boss, and the boss makes it where there's like sludge. And so <laughs> I, I fought the boss. I, maybe that's still a spoiler. Who knows? No, uh, no, no. But I fought the boss and I got wrecked because he's really hard in the sludge and all that stuff. So then <laughs> before I fought the boss, I don't like being full screen because I can't see everybody's reactions to what I'm saying. <laughs> I just assume everyone's <laughs> making fun of me the entire time. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's um, so before walking back into the boss arena, I made a big wheel. And I put it on one of those stabilizers and I attached a bunch of fire hydrants to it. And, and then I used the auto build to make like three or four more. And so then you run into the boss arena and I just dropped those everywhere. Wow. And I destroyed him. That's because really he smart. just he had no chance. He would do the sludge and it would instantly get cleaned up because I built sprinklers. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> and you you could you bring them in there because it let you with auto build. That's brilliant. Yeah, 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 exactly. I brought the one in, the fight started, and then I just auto built and just kind of spread them around. Yeah, I just had yeah. these sprinklers going. It was awesome because <laughs> they all had like the little Crazy. battery things on them. 
I can't believe the game lets you do that. Like, that's I, I, the type of yes and gameplay, right? That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm so yeah. curious if anybody else fought him that way. And right, and like the stories we've yeah. been having about shrines, because uh, you know, at IGN we have we have our video video guide people and our written guide people, and a lot of times those are different people. And I'll look at a written guide, and I'll go to like attach a video, and I'm like, yo, my video is completely different <laughs> than this. But like, who's right in that scenario? <laughs> and I'll tell you who's right. The person who didn't cheese everything with recall. That's the person that's right. <laughs> I wrote a little bit of cheesy recall guides. It is pretty yeah. funny. You can definitely cheese stuff with recall. You can cheese that was one of my so favorite much. things to add. I Sometimes I would do like, this is how, it, how the puzzle wants you to solve it. Mm-hmm. But you can't just climb up this ladder and stick all these things together and pull them upwards. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, uh okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I wanted to tell a story yeah. that I wanted to tell last week, which now okay. I have kind of an augmented version of. But the one you were just talking about, this is what it reminded me. You were talking about, like, what's the difference between Breath of the Wild? I think there's a different gameplay loop for the sky, which is mm-hmm. like, this is how do you get even get to this area? And then once you get there, it's about how usually about getting a sky crystal uh, to a platform and using all these puzzles and not dropping it out of sight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a different gameplay loop. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of that. And then there's like a whole special surprise in the sky too, um, which really changes the game. But um, uh, but the other loop that I think is really good is the more punishing one, which is you go to the depths and you have to light your way somewhere. Like say you have a treasure, um, any of the, in the sky, any of the, the treasure chests that are hanging from ropes, those have a treasure map in them and they're in the depths. So you get something in the sky and then it marks a little X in the depths. And you're like, oh, well, I'm kind of close to that. And the last time I was in the depths, you can see a little flag where you were the last time. Mm -hmm. So you go to the depths and you're like, I'm going to go this direction. But everything is pitch black and really difficult. And, you know, if you don't have a light route, you can't restore your hearts easily unless you have food and there's all this stuff. So I set off the first like expedition where I was like, I'm going to go from just from like kind of upper right to like the corner of the map. Like it's not even that far. It wasn't a lot, but I got down there and, you know, the enemy is really hard. I was avoiding them and I was just throwing the light buds everywhere. And I, you know, just from, I would come off to like a giant cliff wall and I'd be like, well, I guess I'll just go around. Oh, first I'd try to like build something to go up and over it. And that like might not work. Right. So then I'll go around it. And then around it was taking me way out of my way. So I'm like, oh, maybe I was supposed to go the other way around it. Well, maybe I want to find a light route because light routes show you the map. So then there was like five different things pulling me different directions. And I was like, but I am also just like nearly dead. And so I got to this, I I finally, like I got up really high just to look for a light route. And then I just floated, I used like my rockets in my inventory. And then I like floated to that and it revealed the map. And I was like, oh, there's like basically a canyon that leads through this impenetrable wall. I needed to find the entrance to that. So that, that, that assumption I made was right. Really happy about that. But I go there and it turns out it's the um, the edge of the map has the spiral island on the surface. And under there, there's a spiral mine. So there's a mirror. There's a mirror of, of the surface. And it's always like a dark mirror, which is really cool, right? Yeah, that, that's and what so the depth I was just on the edge of that. And that, the shrine I was wanting to get to in the treasure chest was in the middle. And it's this huge long spiral. And I had exactly one heart <laughs> that I could fill up. Right. So I could get hit by like a quarter heart and I could fill it up. But like all of my hearts were gone. 
And so I was like, I could leave a, a, a travel medallion here, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. So yeah, I just ran through that whole thing and avoided enemy after enemy through this whole mine. And like, it was really cool. It was ruins and it was like really amazing. I was like, I got to come back and explore this. And at the very center of the spiral after going forever was the save spot that restored my hearts and cool. the, the treasure chest. It was so great. And I've had another one since then last night where I did that same thing. And I was like, this is not anything like Breath of the Wild. There's nothing in Breath of the Wild that, that's, that, that's that type of gameplay. And I, I'm just really happy with it. Challenging. I feel yeah. like Nintendo said, look, we know that you've played Breath of the Wild. So you've played, you've explored Hyrule. So we're just going to give you these like 15 towers that you can just, that's, yep. that's a lot of the game, right? Is you're like, oh, this thing is near here. So I'm just going to shoot from the Skyview Tower. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to glide mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then they're like, but then they take all that away in the depths. Like you have to just explore like a normal game down there you don't have those it it functions so well as a sequel to breath of the wild like breath of the wild is meant to be immersive and it's this world that link exists within and he's rooted to the ground right and then you're in amongst the trees and the wildlife and everything else and whereas tears of the kingdom is a game to be kind of like dominated and taken over (laughs) by the player and you have a lot more power in this game which i don't know would have worked if that was our first sort of mm-hmm. glimpse of this this Hyrule, right? Like, if this is our first time there, and this is how we're experiencing it, but experiencing it this way for the second time around, and that sense of power that you get and sort of mastery over the world, and like, nah, man, I'm just gonna float over all this. I'm gonna build a thing, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheese it. And, like, that's a very, very different thing. I think the games um, are, like, anyone calling it DLC or, like, Breath of the Wild 1.5, I think doesn't get it. They don't, they don't yeah. get the point, and they don't get they're, they're they're completely different vibes, yeah. On on a moment to moment basis. For as um, weird as Breath of the Wild was, like this is the weird one. This is the <laughs> this is the weird one for sure. <laughs> and and I also like I think that my <clears throat> my favorite thing to do in the game is to explore caves. And so people talk about oh, the I game. I love has, the caves. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the game. So there's like I think that it's a mistake to say that it has three gameplay loops of like you know islands and Hyrule and then the depths. I'm like no, mm-hmm. the caves are like a fourth. They're a fourth separate thing. Like the pace of how you play them and what you get Mm -hmm. out of them is, is a fourth thing. And, and like, like whatever people can have their own opinion, but like validating that opinion for me is that the caves are the only place you get the, the bright blooms. And so Mm -hmm. like everything in the game is interconnected. Like I was saying last week, like Mm -hmm. the only way to get the gloom food is to, is to get the herbs from the sky. And the sky Mm -hmm. gives you the treasure maps from the depths and the depths give you power weapons and stuff to explore Hyrule. And then on Hyrule are the caves that give you the bright bloom seeds. Like all of this stuff is interconnected. And, um, and so the caves are my favorite thing to do. And as a result, I have 500 bright bright bloom seeds. And like, (laughs) I just like that sense of like, it's so strong of like some caves are huge and you'll spend an hour in there and some are one little tiny room and everything in between. And, you know, they do have a lot of the, what are the Harab, Horriblins? Is that what they're called? yeah. So like, yeah, like uh, they're very prevalent in the caves, but not always. Like sometimes you'll see other weird stuff in them. And so it's, it's my favorite thing to do in the game. They get a lot more fun to do after you've done the, um, how can I say this? The bubble gym thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get an ability after you do uh, a dungeon, a temple near Death Mountain that I think mm. makes exploring caves more fun. And I'll, mm. I don't want to spoil it more than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, okay. one of our guide writers sent us uh, a picture of a map he drew because it was the only way he figured out he could ex- 
the only way you could explain <laughs> how to get through the cave. And I haven't seen the sprawlings of like a <laughs> madman like that since the witness. <laughs> Like, it was just this, like, crudely drawn map. And he's like, this is the only way I know how to explain it. Can I just upload this? <laughs> it was great. Similar I, to... Oh, go I, ahead, Justin. Now you. I was going to say, similar to the caves, I like the wells. Mm-hmm. They're so yeah. cool. Because, like, you jump down a well, it might be just a small area with some mushrooms. Or it could be a huge, sprawling environment yeah. with treasure chests yeah. everywhere and a shrine and a, a mini boss fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. and it can and it can place you under something yep. that is really good to ascend, ascend up to. Yep. Yeah. And the ascension stuff is just mind-blowingly clever in that game. Oh yeah. yeah. My first like few days, I, I had to keep reminding myself, you're not actually stuck. You just forgot about ascend. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. All yep. the time. And I, I've reached the point, I'm not anywhere close to the end of the game, but I'm at the mm-hmm. point where like if I mainlined it, like I could like I'm near-ish to the end, right? Like but now every time I play the game, like every other, like, so for two weeks, I had like a specific mission in mind. Like I'm going to go do this quest. I'm going to go do this area. I'm going to go do that. But now it, 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 I've turned a corner where like I turn on the game and I'm like, I'm just going to wander. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to wander over here. That looks neat. Let's go see what that's all about. And like, now I'm playing the game that way, just completely directionless and just finding the coolest stuff. I found the coolest side quest. How can I say it without spoiling it? On a beach, I found something interesting that forced me to go explore off the beach. And I'll, I'll, I, I love that. I, I yeah. really like the idea of meandering, and I've been doing that too. And and to connect it to your other point, I do it in the region where I need to stock up. Mm-hmm. So the other day, I was like, I just haven't been on the surface in so long that I don't have any meat, I don't have any herbs, You've got I don't blind. have like any, I don't have any fruit. <laughs> I just have nothing. You know, and then I was like, well, I could go farm this stuff because I know how to do that. Or I can just like go off somewhere. And by the way, I, one of the times I went off somewhere on a side quest similar to what Justin was talking about, I, it sent me out into the ocean. There's like a pirates thing. That, yeah. And uh, I haven't done any of that stuff. I just people talk about it all the time. But at one point, these this woman was like, there's monsters and like, can you go clear them out? And they're on like three boats in the ocean. Yeah, I did. And that. they were like adorable pirate boats. And I was like, where are they coming from? Yeah. You know, like I thought all these monsters were from like Ganon's like spawn or something, but like, no, these just showed up on boats and they're like harassing people. I thought it was so cool. The, I, the, the team at Nintendo is so, so clever. Like the way this game's set up is um, a quest does like it, it, it's, and then we talked about this a little bit last week too, but like a quest will just say go North or like the statues mm-hmm. will lead the way or like it's over to the East and like, but then in between you and your quest objective is a shrine and a cave mm-hmm. and a yep. chasm. Yep. And like, and so every <laughs> single player, there's 10 million people playing Zelda that are all like, I discovered this on my own and I'm so clever. <laughs> and it's like, of course, it's deliberately designed to put these distractions yeah. in the path of where the quest is leading you to. Yeah. And so then it allows everyone to have their own self-authored adventure, but in a way yeah. that is still very like just the deft sort of hand of Nintendo sort of gently nudging you. Like it's yep. so much more subtle and smart than every other game that just beats you over the head with a sledgehammer of like where to go next and what to do. Yes. Yeah. You found Hestu because Nintendo wanted you. You didn't just stumble upon him. Or you didn't and you you angrily searched for him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, Amanda's playing and she has, she has not found Hestu. And I was like, then how did you, but she's been to the wind temple. And I'm like, how did you miss? (laughs) Yeah. That's like, I'm very (laughs) curious what route she took. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think I yeah. accidentally did something I wasn't supposed to do last night. And I'm not this I'm not gonna mention anything that wasn't in trailers. Uh, but something funny that happened, it's are they called Skyview Towers? Is that what they're called? Yeah. 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 So I did one of those last night. It launches you way up in the air and then you're falling down. So I like to like look around, see if there's anything interesting I want to go towards. And I saw this big hole and it wasn't like a chasm. It was like elevated above ground with a big hole on top, and I couldn't tell if it was man-made <laughs> or natural. So I was like flying towards that. I'm angling it so I can just sort of like go straight down into the hole. And I see like three like lights. I couldn't tell if it's oh, fire or three glimmery exactly. things yep. down there. And I only realized when it was too late, when I could not get out of there, <laughs> that I was going right down on top of the Gleok. The big <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was I did that going to a sky island. I made like, I was like, I want to see every sky island. And I'm doing some of this for work. And like. I uh, I made like a glider with all these, you know, fans and batteries and everything. I was like, I think I can reach this. I'm like, oh, I could reach it. And right when I was like getting there out of the clouds, I started seeing those three sparkles. I was like, oh, it's just a platform way the heck out that takes forever to get to. And then there's a giant boss fight on it. Like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was my first time I did something completely unintentional, which was I found a, a temple thing that I wasn't supposed to be at. Cool. I was like, okay, that's cool. I love it. It's a, it's a very. <laughs> good I can't beat Gleox yet. I can't even beat uh, the the what are the guys with horse legs? I can't beat Lionel, that either. Lionels. Lionels, yeah, yeah. I won't even get into the big things I've seen in the depths where I'm like, yeah, I can't even touch that <laughs> thing yet. I saw I saw one in the gloom, all covered in gloom, and I just noped out and went the other no. way. No, no, and like yeah, I, I saw something strong. like legit as big as any of the bosses in the game, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that type of thing could walk around the game now. Yeah, yeah there's, I, oh man, there's a thing in the depths I want to talk about. We'll save it for a few more weeks. A, ta- a Talus thing came out in the depth, and I, I fought him for like half a second. I was like, Neh. oh, was it like a goopy t- stone Talus? Yeah, it was like a gloom stone Talus, oh, and I was cool. like, I, I was going that. to fight him, and then I was like, because nah. because yeah. most of the stone Taluses, you jump on their back and you hit their thing, but if you do that, you get the gloom. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, there nah, must I don't. be some maybe or there's some anti gloom armor. You got to make gloom food. Make the gloom resistant. Food. I'm I'm learning now on this podcast from what Sam, Sam said like ten minutes ago that you can eat something to heal gloom. I thought you could only yeah. heal gloom from going to the surface or finding the light. Oh no, yeah, you find. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Guy. But now needs, I know that needs, I can. You need sundalions. You, you sun probably have. Oh, you probably I have, have thirty I've, of them. I have a lot. I have a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in the little description of them. That's the oh, best. Okay. Like because I meander when I play this game, every quest is like, Link, I really need this rare fish. It's so rare. Yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna find it. And I'm oh, like, I have, you know, I have you, ten. Yeah, you you need this fish? That's happened to me like four <laughs> times. They're like, I really need I need three honeycombbs. And I'm well, you like, know, what, here. you know when that happened and I wasn't prepared was I, I cooked all my apples and then I went to lookout landing and then they were like, they were like, Hey, we just need an apple. And I'm like, I gotta go farm. I'll be right back. It's like the one thing I don't have. It's a normal apple. Okay. Stay tuned for the further adventures of the Omega cops in Hyrule. And that brings us to video game. 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Shannon from Memphis. Cool. Let the questioning begin. Uh, Did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. All right. Is this a console exclusive? Yes. Ooh. Uh, Was it exclusive to a Nintendo console? Yes. Yay. Zelda, guys. We got... (laughs) Could be. Could be. 
Have we just talked about it for 30 minutes? No, That's not a question. <laughs> is this a Zelda, Mario, or Metroid game? No. Was this exclusive to the DS or 3DS? No. That's five. Uh, okay, so what do we got left? We got Switch, we got Wii U. Does this Wii. have motion controls? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Well, it's not on GameCube. He would have had to think about it if it was on Oh, yeah. that's true. Unless he's tricking yeah. us. Maybe it's maybe it's Mario Kart Tour, and he wasn't sure if you could. You know, it has phone. motion controls. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It does. I forget I, about them, and then my I ultra actually, hand goes way up in the air, and it's because I moved my control. Yeah, well, and I actually kind of like them too. I feel like like I, it, it, it's it's become second nature to like when I'm aiming my bow yep. to like slightly tilt my controller, and I'm like, holy shit! Like they pulled it off. They did it. I know <laughs> they finally got it. Yeah, they finally it. got it. I do exactly. it when I'm setting a marker, and you're super zoomed in, and you need yep. that very slight. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Is that, well, let's just okay. Is this game exclusive to the Wii? No. Is it exclusive to the Switch? Yeah, there you go. Yes. All right. Did we nail if it was first party? No. No. Because you just said, so is this game uh, like Nintendo Polish first party? Yes. Maybe it is Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe you're right. But but not. It's not a Zelda game. You said no Zelda, Metroid, and Mario? Yeah. Correct. So it could be 1-2-Switch. That's all of them. Sounds like it's ARMS. Well, he would know 1-2-Switch has motion controls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Could be arms, could be smash, <laughs> could be um Yeah. Could be what was the other one? Uh oh no. It was there and it's gone. I mean, I don't know. Could be Splatoon. Splatoon? Could be, could be Pikmin. Could be Advance Wars. Or uh yeah. Yeah. Could be Fire Emblem. Would you would you call this a game a, would does this game have strategy elements? No, that's ten. It's not Fire Emblem. Is this a downloadable game only? What? No. <clears throat> That's good. That, okay. eliminates, that eliminates anything hinky that Nintendo's been up to. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the jump rope game. Yeah, and my, my daughters loved that when they were little. So, so it could cool. be what sports arms. Yeah, it could smash. be the Wii, could be the Wii sports thing. Oh, no, because he he knows that that has motion. I feel like smash. He would know that that doesn't have motion. So I mean, there's been there's been a million like it could be Kirby, yeah. like you know. Oh, there's been a lot I, of. I weirdly, I weirdly feel like it's arms because I feel like that that's the one that you're like, wait, does it have motion controls? Nobody knows. Know. No one knows. Not even. What are the top later. three Nintendo series after Zelda, Mario, and Metroid? Would you say Kirby? Kirby, yeah. yeah. I mean, Smash is kind of an all encompassing game yeah we already eliminated like fire emblem mm-hmm. fire yeah that's right yeah, we did yeah strategy so. uh does this game have uh is this game part of a series yes no it's not do you, not do arms. you play sorry it? <laughs> not do arms. you play as a human y- you can it's, it's oh it's it might be smash okay is this uh you know like like a fighting game Yes. Uh, oh. There we go. So close to arms, though. So close. Let's just take yeah. a half I'm just second. A really a stretchy second. arms length away. 
There's not any other. There's not any other fighting games on the Switch. You play with a human who has spaghetti arms. Uh, (laughs) You can. I can't think of anything else. But we could just we could just nail in Smash more. Okay, is Sora from Kingdom Hearts in this game? I can't answer that question. (laughs) This is not sure. (laughs) So. Okay. That just only just nails it. down more. I don't know. There's does, some... does this game have a lot of amiibo associated with it? Yes. Okay. It's 15. Okay. It's, it's Smash Ultimate. Is it Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Yes, it is. Woo. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. I like I how we got know. about that though. We, we we got about that in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we got that. Wow, this Sor- looks dated Sora, suddenly, huh? Sora was the last. He's the last DLC character ever. I would, yes. I would know that. The one, and also <laughs> the one that was like. Never He's already happen. wiped it from his brain, Mark. I, know, I was like, him. I was like, this is either is, is either confidential. Damon's he can't he can't let me know, or he just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I just I didn't know if there was some kind of motion control included. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know there's either. a lot of different modes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good there. video game. Very very good video game. game. It's my most played Switch game, I think. Wow. I could go Let's check see. my profile, but I'm sure it is. My, mine is Animal Crossing for oh, 20 shit. more hours. Man, I forgot about <laughs> Animal Crossing. Man, the Switch. It really is an Dude, old-timer, I right? was going through yeah. my friends list, and yeah. some people have like 600 hours with Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Remember? Remember that year? I, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, rem- yeah, I, was... I remember that Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's what yeah. I remember from that year. Yeah. Right, was, I was like, do I want to play Doom or Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was what a what a time. That was March. Yep. <laughs> well, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Shannon from Memphis. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.